0: Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. As usual, I'm super excited about my guest today, Mr. Jim Groves. How are you, Jim? I'm
1: fun. I'm fantastic, Kim. How about yourself?
0: I am just wonderful. Thank you for asking. I, Jim and I were just kind of joking before we started recording. I have a new modality to record on and camera and light. And I, I feel like it's like an x-ray. I, I <laughs> It's like so close up and um, very bright. And so I'll have to play with this some more. Anyway, so if you see me start like looking off, Jim, I'm not ignoring you. Okay. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I never noticed that about my face or any of that. So one of those things. So anyway, I'm happy to have you here because you're going to talk about something that a lot of business owners don't think about. And you have been a business consultant for how many years now?
1: Uh, I have been a consultant for about 15 years here. Um, Had a couple of my own businesses prior to that. And then uh, spent 23 years working for other folks prior to that. So most of my experience was in the automotive car dealership world in the beginning, and then uh, branched out into other services and other businesses.
0: And it kind of went to the, the, as we like to joke about being the good side on the independent, on the independent, mm-hmm. on the independent side. Well, actually, that's,
1: Although, that is the side I ended up on. So um.
0: <laughs> There are some wonderful dealerships out there, so nothing against dealerships, so One of the things that you and I chatted about and you wanted to share with our listeners is about what you call the end game and how ill prepared many people are, regardless of what kind of business they're in, and even if they work for someone else for retirement. You see that a lot?
1: I do. I do. You know, a a business owner is so fixed on getting the day to day operation running and, and, you know, getting through their week. And, not, not being able to, to look to the future. And it doesn't matter whether you're a, a, a young owner or one that's been at it and, and is 60 years old already. Um, it's it still get me through the day, get me through the week. But the future is one of the topics I like to bring up when I'm, I'm meeting with a business owner because that's the end game. I mean, you, know, you work all those years to get to an end. And unless, unless their plan is, which I've heard many times, I'm going to die here in my business, (laughs) that's the only way I'm going out (laughs) feet first is that's not a good plan. It's a plan, but it's not a good one. So I like to try to bring up and enlighten them a little bit that you got to start looking for the future sooner than later, of course, Um, even if it is later, there's still a way to accelerate it. And You know, get you to a point because the realization of how much money it really does take once you're done, unless you want to go off and live in a little one room cabin shack outside of society, it takes an awful lot of money, awful lot of assets to continue your life, even somewhat like you have it now. Or if you want to travel or be better, it takes a lot more. And then when we delve into that, it becomes astonishing to them. It really does. And it's really kind of like a slap in the face. Like I'm nowhere near where I need to be. And my goodness, how do I get there? So, and it is, it is an eye opener. It it truly is.
0: I think it's so shocking too, because many people don't sit down with a financial planner and really calculate what do I need to live on when I retire. And we could spend hours talking about, will Social Security be here in a year, two years, five years, will it not? I mean, even if you take all of that out of the equation, and a lot of people I'm talking to today, Jim, even if their home is paid off and their most of their assets are paid off and they're, quote unquote, debt free, the amount of money that they need to have a year for taxes and insurance and, and all of those things, the maintenance on the home, maintenance on whatever vehicles when they really sit down and look at it, it, it's, it's a lot more than they think. You know, I have a lot of conversations with people and they're like, Oh, well, when I retire in 20 years, 10 years, whatever the number is, my house will be paid off by then. And so I won't have any debt. And it's like, well, but how much is your mortgage? And I'd say the minimum of anybody I speak to just for insurance and you know, all of that stuff. If you live in an HOA area with an HOA, or anything else utilities you're looking at easily 15 to twenty thousand a year so when you base that against social security just if you're planning on just social security so i'd love to see everybody listening just even if you haven't done it yet or haven't done in a while just sit down with a, a planner not saying you have to go and sign up with someone today and all of that but just really think about what will it take to to pay for this i mean I know here in Florida, insurance is so out of control. It's unbelievable. So many carriers had left the state. I, there's all different reasons you hear, fraud, other other things. They didn't like the guidelines, Florida. But just basic insurance is just ridiculous. And so we're not the only state I know. And as costs go up, and I, I don't know, it's it's almost some people I speak to, they're like, I need a full-time job just to pay for the insurance and taxes and all of that, even when I do retire.
1: Yeah. What's your average business owner? Uh, and, and I'm not, and I guess, I guess the right phrase isn't, they don't, they don't understand or they don't think about it is they're, they're in a business 20, 25, 30 years sometimes. And, and you're talking insurance, health insurance, for instance, biggest, biggest one of the oh, biggest, gosh, ex- yeah, that's
0: not even mentioned. One me. of the
1: biggest expenses for retirees is health insurance. Now, of course there'll be Medicare, Hopefully, just like Social Security, hopefully. <laughs> but the key is.
0: Fingers crossed. Yeah,
1: the key is it's very expensive because what the owners don't, well, not, probably they do understand but probably don't realize, maybe the business is picking it up now. When that business is gone and they've left the business, who's going to pay for it? The owners themselves now have to take that money out of their own pocket. Um, you brought up the the expenses of maintaining a property, even if they've paid it off. Unfortunately, unless they've paid off a property and they take and sell it, and they take the assets from that sale and go buy themselves a condo or something where they don't have anything to do themselves, stuff's still going to break. Stuff still has to be paid for.
0: A lot of those condo associations too; they're seven eight hundred dollars a month just for yep. maintenance. So. Yeah, that's also a rude awakening. I see sometimes when people finally sit down and make a plan and say, oh, I'm going to downsize. I'm going to move to a condo. I'm going to whatever. And then it's like, OK, here's the area you want to go in. This is what the average association fees are per month. And and they're just floored because they just didn't look into it.
1: Yeah, Oh, correct. And, and, and like you say, with hobbies, for instance, and, and Kim, I'm uh, and I don't like to assume, but I assume you still have your boat. I still have one, you know, and and with what has happened, at least today's day and age, um, it costs an awful lot of money to fill your gas tanks up on a boat. So if that's one of your hobbies, oh, <laughs> you know, where's that money going to come from? Now it's got to come from the retirement fund and, and the maintenance on, on that hobby. You know, like myself, I'm an avid golfer and a boater. So I have two very expensive hobbies, <laughs> You know, so. You have once
0: champagne I, taste there, Jim.
1: I do. But the bottom line is, is once I stop and this all becomes, you know, stop working and it all becomes money that I have to draw from my, my retirement funding. You know, it's like, OK, I'm not going to go out and play golf seven days a week and I'm not going to go out and cruise around. The, uh, and of course, I live in Maryland, cruise around in the Chesapeake Bay seven days a week. You just can't afford it. You know, the realistic. And then like myself, my wife and I are you know, privileged enough that we're able to travel and do trips and she takes many more vacations than I do because I'm not a big, you know, I I like to work. That's part of my issue. I like to work. But the point is, is when that time comes that there is no work, she's going to still want to take vacations and still travel. Now, again, once the income is cut down, you know, from, from a job or from owning a business, how much of your assets can you allocate to for travel, for the hobby, healthcare. You know, Once you sit and start listing all this stuff out, and then, like I say, the eye-opening thing for a lot of owners is, well, the business takes care of a lot of that now. What happens when the business is gone? Now it becomes your expense. So the bottom is you've got to make sure you've got yourself set up for that to happen.
0: I'll tell you a funny story, Brian Stosh, and I laugh about it all the time it when I sold my shop and I went to Office Max for the very first time with my own personal credit card and bought an ink cartridge, I about fell over on the <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh, this is a lot of money and when it when you're have a business and you're kind of paying through things through the business and those things it, it doesn't seem as expensive, at least in my head and many business owners I speak to, it's different when that's kind of built into your win number at your shop or whatever business you have and in your expenses and in your budget. And then when you have to now put it into your personal budget, there's a lot of little things. And I spoke to someone the other day that recently retired their Medicare and that, forgive me because I, need to pay more attention to it, but the, the different parts of the Medicare Medicaid order, but their portion is $642 a month. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that think Medicare, Medicaid, all of that is free when you retire, but you get charged for it, right?
1: Only the first section, section A, which you do get for free, but the B's, C's, D's, E's and F's. And the worst part about that, if you're a very successful business owner, for instance, It is predicated on your last three years of income. You know, I have friends that have retired and have done, you know, I have one guy that was a, he was a vice president for General Motors, you know, so, you know, he made really good money. I have another guy that was big, deep into, uh, you know, uh, software and, and computer hardware, and he dealt with the government. Again, I know personally that his Medicare, piece that he has to pay for is $880 a month. Why? So again, you're retired. You're retired.
0: (laughs) Your, your things are paid off, but now you have $800 a month in insurance or it could be 600, whatever, whatever amount it is, it's still money out of pocket. You have your home insurance, you have your car insurance, you have your HOA, whatever your taxes. And, People that I talk to a lot with any kind of business and especially in the automotive, when we speak to them about retirement, they say, I'm not worried if that's too far in the future. I'm not worried about that. I, I you know, I'm worried about getting cards in the door. I'm worried about right now. We're not worried about getting cards on the door. We're worried about finding a good technician or, you know, a good service advice, or a good, whatever server, The the restaurants are scrambling to find great servers, you know, Every business is right now worried about how do I get the help in the door, those internal customers. And so the future seems so far off if it's 10 years, 20 years, whatever. But like time flies, and I cannot believe it's September 15th right now. Seriously. I, I swear it felt like the you know, first day of September it just happened yesterday time just move so quickly and the busier you are at your business and with your family and all of those things, the quicker it goes by. And if you don't carve out that time to sit down and say, what is my future going to look like? It's, it, it comes in a hurry.
1: Well, and, and I, this, this happens, like I say, when I, when I, I'm, I'm dealing with a business owner that's in his mid thirties or, or 40 for early forties. And I asked how they're, and look, I, they don't, they don't go into, you know, I'm not asking for them to tell me what kind of accounts they have. You know, how many dollars they have in their retirement funding, but when they say, it, 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 "I got a little bit in there, not enough," and I said, "Okay, well, let's just do some math." And I said, "Look, how much do you think you want to retire? What do you think monthly you need money?" And they go, "Well, everything will be paid off," and and then one of the disillusions <laughs> will be, "Well, the business will take care of me when I sell it." Well, only if it's set up properly as we all know but I said okay we'll pick a number I said six thousand seven thousand dollars a month oh yeah seven okay well you need to pull ten retirement funding why you got to pay taxes on it now okay now you have that I said so now we're talking ten thousand a month 12 months a year there's 120 K how many years you gonna live how many years you want to live after you've retired let's just say twenty. All right, now we're talking $2.5 million already. (laughs) I said, How close are you now? And usually it's like the mouth is just sitting there, especially if I'm on a Zoom meeting or something. It's like, I'm nowhere near that, or I'm not even on track to even get there. Well, now don't you think it's an important thing? Look, I agree with you, Kim. Got to find servers. You got to find technicians. You got to find help for your business. But one of the things that on a weekly basis, it's at least the way I do it on a weekly basis. I'm always looking at what's there. And, and you know, nowadays, as we all know, the 401s are taking hits. You know, moving money around is a, moving money around for me is a is a is a morning activity, you know, because I'm like, OK, now the interest rates are going up on this. So let's move some money there. But the point is, is you've got to be able to be constant. You've got to concentrate on that. And it has to be a I'll call it a religious aspect of what you do every, if not weekly, but monthly, I've got to be able to put this much money away. So, you
0: know, that the first thing a lot of people say is I don't have money to put away and, you know, barely making ends meet or everything's going out as soon as it's coming in. What advice do you have for those people? Well, At that
1: point, you need to take a look at what your business model you're running. You know, the bottom line is, is that if you're not you're not like I, I you and I were chatting earlier. I have a friend that is in the the, the uh, T-shirt, you know, the embroidery and silk screening business. Very, very, very busy operation. And there's a reason he's very, very busy. He is very his pricing is very discounted. And it's the best way I can structure it. And he's probably got room where he could move his pricing, maybe even a third <laughs> and still be very wow. highly competitive. Okay, but the bottom line is, is that he's more interested in being busy and he's a younger guy, but he's more interested in being busier. But the bottom line is he could not have to work as hard, make more money if he was charging properly, if he was if he had structured the business a little differently. You know, I, we all know when. Mm,
0: so we're one of those going for that high volume. Exactly. And, uh,
1: Instead of working smarter and, and not as hard as you have to. And that's that's the one thing, you know, you got to take a look at what the business model is. You know, you've got to look and say, hey, look, you could do a little bit more on this prime example. You brought up restaurant. Why have the restaurants raised their prices? Well, it's because the prices to them have gone up. But, you know, you've got to figure out, and you used a phrase earlier in the conversation, win number. You've got to figure out what it is you need to make out of what you do to incorporate all this. Take care of your people. Take care of the business. Take care of you. And in that you part is the future. That number all has to be put in there. You know, and that's that's the important part of it. You can't just go, "Hey, I paid all my bills, my employees got paid, all the checks cleared, and there's a little bit of money in the bank." That's not what being a business owner is about. You know, creating net worth, building your we- your wealth is what the reason you do what you do. You know, that's the bottom line. You know, even for us that now are just you know employees of companies, I work to continue to have fun. Do the things I do, as I said, my, my champagne hobbies. But <laughs> every every week, money goes where it needs to go. And when there's extra, it goes even deeper. So it's got to. You know, I mean, as you can see, I have snow on the mountaintop. So I'm not working, you know, the next 10 years of my life. But the bottom line is, is that I want to be able to, when it comes time, then the bottom is I, I'm I'm where I need to be. I'm fortunate. Social security is here now. <laughs> Again, don't know 15 <laughs> years from now, but uh, it is part, it is part of the equation. So, uh, and and we we can talk to business owners about that part too, because sometimes the way they pay themselves, they're not taking advantage and losing their social security end of it. So there's a whole a whole other discussion. <laughs> but yes. Knowing what you need. I
0: just did a, a yeah, I just did a presentation uh, somewhere about like that. What if, what if happens? The end, as you said, is going, there's two ways you're leaving your, your business. You're going out in a box right. or you're transferring ownership or leadership, but that that's it. I that's mean, it, that, there's yep. not a, that's it. So one of the things that I talked about with, with the group to the group I was speaking to was how are you doing that with social security and the paychecks and all? And many times there's spouses that are involved in the business or family members and they're not paying somebody hardly anything because it's just all going to one person. So it's all going to social security. It's all going to the whatever. And then, you know, what happens if you're not together anymore or cause I know some people say, Kim, that doesn't matter because I'll get the higher of the two if my spouse is deceased. And what happens if you were to part ways before that happens and you're only showing $100 a week paycheck for whatever or if something happens and and the loan gets called in because the person is no longer here and you want to keep the business, maintain it and have to get a new loan or pay it off. If you're only showing an income of X amount of dollars a week, whether it's for your home or anything else, it's causes a lot of problems sometimes. So you have to really be careful how you're divvying up those paychecks and things when you're living together or, you know, in whatever kind of relationship that you're, you're doing with a business, because down the road, you might be, you might need to show somebody somewhere somehow that there was income coming in and there was whatever, not your token, hundred dollars, you know, thing on the books. Absolutely. So with the end game, I understand as, as being a former business owner myself, I I understand the thought of an, especially when you're in your early twenties or, you know, thirties to say, Oh my gosh, that's, I'm going to, you know, keep this business for 50 years or whatever it is. To not think, okay, I have to sit down and say, what's my end game? We, and truly write it down. People talk about it. Oh, I'm going to retire in 20 years or 30 years, whatever. And I'm going to have a house, a cabin in the woods. I'm going to have a boat. I'm going to play golf every day, whatever. So they have thoughts about what they want to do. But sitting down and writing it down on paper and saying, how much will that cost? And you know, even looking at the difference between what things will cost today versus if you retire in five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, the rate of inflation, you know, historically. That that dollar is not the dollar for today is not going to go that far in 20 years or 15 years, right? So there's even that factor I think people don't think about. What you know, what is a dollar today can buy this, but what will a dollar buy in 20 years or 15 years or whatever it is. So where do they start? Cuz I know it's overwhelming. Do they start with Just get out a piece of paper and write end game, write down their goals and start, you know, making a list of this is what it costs me now.
1: Yeah, I I would say the first thing very importantly is, and yes, you can take a legal pad and you can do it that way. I mean, you can build yourself a spreadsheet, however you'd like to do it. But, you know, like right now, most guys are paying a mortgage. okay, and in those mortgage are the taxes, you know, again. okay, so the house gets paid off, but you still have property taxes. So what are those? What do you think healthcare is going to cost you?
0: And at the rate of increase, right? What is well, it? That, you know, if you, you look said the prime examples,
1: what's the dollar going to be twenty years from now? Look, yeah. it's not the same as it was two years ago. It's not buying as much of anything. So, if something like this continues, or you know, and there's always going to be peaks and valleys, but to list out everything that you do, I mean, to show you, and, and the, the, not to get off, my buddy that retired from General Motors. He has a 12-page retirement spreadsheet. Everything that he figures that he does, this is how, again, he was, his boat, how much fuel, how much maintenance, the house, travel, this, his, his son's schooling that he's still participating with. Everything is spelled out. And it's so funny. Not funny. He had to have open heart surgery unexpectedly.
0: Yeah, that's not funny. Ten, ten, but
1: okay. Yeah, ten weeks ago, <laughs> and, and what happened was he does still live in Michigan. So ten weeks ago, he hasn't used the boat. So twelve hundred dollars worth of fuel that he allocated is still sitting in this fund. <laughs> so he's <gasps> so he has
0: extra fuel so,
1: money. And that honest, to goodness, I had this conversation. He is buying some tickets to different football stadiums across the country to take him, take his his wife and his son to out of that money he didn't have to take any extra money out i mean that's how anal he is if you want to call it anal but he has got it spelled out and he started this six years ago because he retired three years ago so the bottom line is he had all this everything that he knew he did at the time he listed out and travel vacations the home the home's paid for you know but You know, and he went out and bought a brand new boat when he, when he retired, that money came out of the funding. So he had it all listed out because to call it quits and go, okay, I got this much money for the business and I have this much money right now. And to do it then you may find out you don't even have enough money to go five years because one of the worst things in life that can happen to you, it's okay to out the money outlive you. It's not okay if you outlive your money.
0: That is for sure. Um, I'm glad you mentioned about the spreadsheet and him trying to calculate stuff, but I don't want to say it's easier, but it is a little bit easier when you are working for someone else to look at. Here's the retirement package I'll be getting dollar-wise if you're going to be getting a you know stipend or pension monies. This is how much money I'll have in the bank, you know, when I leave, because it's a a set amount, right? That's predetermined. When you are a business owner, there's so many variables, variables, but there's people that really don't understand what their business is worth. And it's heartbreaking for, I know you as much as myself and anybody that works with any kind of business, just that when people say, oh, I'm going to sell this for $3 million or $5 million and I'm going to retire. And then when you run the numbers of what their business actually is worth, sometimes it's worth $30,000 and they don't understand because sales is, doesn't equal your business value. It's the profit that you're having. And I don't know where people get math equations when they say, Oh, I, you know, well, my business, you know, generates two and a half million a year. So, you, you know, you, the, the formula is, Top line revenue times two is what you sell it for. And it's like, no, it's not. No, I don't. (laughs) So, and it's important to know that number because if you need $5 million to retire from your business, then it's never too late to look at, here's how my business is running. This is what I'm generating. This is what it's worth now. What do I need to do so that I can sell it for $5 million? You know, we can make that correction if somebody takes the time to sit down and look Correct. at it and consult with somebody and find out what is my business actually worth and if i invite anyone who has a business that has not had a real evaluation with someone somewhere other than your head and you talk to your buddy at, at on a golf course and said you know here's a formula for selling a business to really find out what exactly is the darn thing worth because then you can make changes. You can do whatever you need to do to get yourself in that position. Absolutely. And that's what's in, I mean. Yeah, having a business analysis
1: and a business evaluation is probably one of the two most important things. And and the reality of it is it has to happen. You, You need, if you're, say you've got 20 more years, you've got to continually do it because factors change. The dollar, as you said, changes. The inflationary figure that kicks in. Yes, absolutely. It always has to be done. And you should, you should, you should have a plan. I mean, that's the bottom line of this conversation is to to have that plan. And I don't care if you're a 23 year old owner, you start now, you start now, not 30 years from now. So because you think you have time, it's never too late for sure. Never, and go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: How many times do we, Oh no. It's I, I just popped in my head about how many times we speak to someone, and they're like, "I'm going to sell the business. I want to sell the business and retire next year. So I got to get my crap together." The banks and potential buyers are not looking at, "Oh, here's what you did over the past six months or eight months." Let we'll give you top dollar. Three to four years, yeah. Minimum is yeah, three to four years. So if you're serious about getting to a place where you're going to be selling or doing, you have to put that work in three to four years earlier, obviously first advice is do it the entire time. But if you're kind of getting too near the time that you think you might be selling, you can't just, you know, wrap it up and get your act together for six months. And that's, that's not what banks. No, you you have to
1: be able to inject, for lack of a better word, you have to be able to, if that is the plan, you have to be able, you have to have a plan to inject steroids into your business. I I guess that's the best way to say it. Mm -hmm. You must make the improvements. You know, bring in the bring in the additional gross profit and and the net profit, so that when the banks do look at your business, it is stronger looking, it is stronger valued. I mean, that's the reality. Um, Yeah, and that's a common statement. Oh, I'm going to get out next year, okay? And after, like you say, after we do an analysis and look at a business, it's like, I'll write you a check today because I can buy your business for this. And they go, what are you talking about? And they yeah. get into that conversation. So, yeah, it's it's very important that nobody knows everything. And it's
0: heartbreaking. It is. No. And sometimes people actually break down in tears. I mean, you can see the emotion that they're just absolutely shocked that their business is not worth. And it's just because no one ever sat down with them and they never sat down and came up with an end game or said, here's what, what I need. And so don't be... You know that saying "ignorance is bliss"? It's not, and don't put your head in the sand. It's it's coming. One day you'll be parting from your business again, whether you're transferring that that ownership or leadership, or you're going out in a box. It, it, it's happened, so don't put your head in the sand. It's going to happen whether you're paying attention or not. So why not be Absolutely. prepared for it? And so I hope everybody listening today, and I guess watching now too with YouTube sits down. If you don't have an end game, if you don't know what it is, if you don't know how much money you need, just you got to sit down and start somewhere. And yes, you know, inflation is higher right now. That's going to level out and probably by the time you're selling your business, it'll be up again. So just kind of average out the last 10 years, whatever, whatever timeline you think you want to retire in or sell your business Just kind of take that amount of time and average out over the years the ups and downs and just look at that. Kim, as
1: I said earlier, one of the, you know, one of the worst things, what if you had just way too much money put away? (laughs) What's the problem with that? I mean, like I said, if you outlive, if if your money outlived you, that's a good thing. Hopefully there's somebody you've left behind that it'll benefit. (laughs) But the key is, Or or they can stuff it in the coffin with you, whatever. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, the key is, is not for you to outlive the money. Too many stories. I mean, you know, from teaching, teaching seminars and classes from time to time and going around the room and asking, you know, given business owners, how's your plan look And, and to have, and this is no lie, to have 65, 70 year old business owners tell me I'm dying in my business. That's my plan because I don't have anything but I've been at it for 40 years. Well, the problem was 40 years ago, no one gave them this advice. Right. You know, so sad.
0: And you know, the sad part is many of those same owners made sure that all of their internal customers had money to put away, had matching 401k, had benefits and things and, and they looked after everybody else and they didn't look after themselves and they put all their blood, sweat, and tears in for everyone else. And then at the end, they don't have anything. So it's just, it's heartbreaking. And so please, please start a plan. If you have any questions or don't know where to get started, you can email me all the comments or in the comments below all the contact information. And Jim, I'll have all your links below if anybody wants to reach out to you and get some uh, questions and have you talk to them. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. I appreciate it
1: very much. This this was
0: good. Everybody, thanks for listening today. Stay safe and make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Octane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.